0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews. I am Miguel. This is episode twenty-two. Today we got a we got another special guest, Pete. Yeah. Uh, but before we introduce him, how you doing, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Just sitting up here drinking a little coffee. You know, I had a rough night at work last night. You know.
0: I'm good. Oh, man. I'm good. I'm good. All right. You know, all right. Well, so. that, that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm drinking a little coffee too. Uh, yeah. So this morning we before we started recording, we had our boy Fred. He's actually in Dubai. He was going to join us. But unfortunately, he's stuck in the middle of a photo shoot or video yeah. or whatever he's doing. So we, we wish you best of luck, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we miss our boy, our resident luxury expert, especially with today's uh, topic. We really needed him. But it's okay. You know, we, we, we completely understand. And uh, by the way, P... Uh Fred just hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yes
1: he did. Congratulations to the boy Fred. One thousand subscribers. You know what I'm saying? Can't wait for the next thousand that he get. Yo, just keep on pushing, homie. Keep on pushing.
0: Yeah, no, we, we're super excited. I know I met Fred when he was in the 300, like low 300s, We right. became friends and then, you know, kind of uh, did this whole thing and to see his journey progress and how he got more subscribers and his content's constantly uh, getting better. I mean, that's that's what we all YouTubers strive for, right? That thousand uh, subscriber marks. A lot of people don't, don't really understand why, but why, number one. Your channel gets monetized, so you get a little bit of a kickback from ads and stuff like that. But also, it gives credibility to your channel in the sense that a lot of uh, different companies want to reach out to you. They want to collaborate. They take you a little bit more serious. So once you hit 1,000 subscribers, it's also almost like your 90-day probation period with a job, right? After your 90 days, you become official, and you're either permanent or you get fired type of thing, you know? Uh, And speaking of 1,000 subscribers, we got our friend Abib. From my Chinese watch collection that yeah. is now, what is my, it, my affordable, my
1: affordable watch collection.
0: Yes, he is in Israel. And yeah. he's, again, he's been very supportive of all of us, you know, especially right. the the podcast. He does listen to us. A so shout out to you, buddy. Congratulations Absolutely. on a 1,000 subscribers. You did it. We we're really proud of you. Right. I know you could uh, hit a lot more. I mean, and, and, and of course, now I saw the partnership he has, and that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. He, Almost hit a thousand now. He has a partnership with somebody giving away a free watch, so right. that's super cool. That's and, super cool. And I had
1: talked to him. I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that he actually changed it to my affordable watch collection because
0: it kind of broadens the horizon. Yes, versus just Chinese pieces. So, correct. You I know. agree? Yeah, yeah. It completely makes sense. But like he said, when he started his journey on YouTube, he didn't really. He just did it for fun, right? He's a he's a hobbyist, and he had a lot of Chinese watches in his collection. So he figured, hey, why not? But now that he hit 1,000, yeah, he sees uh, the right. Horizon's a lot broader. So he, he needed right. to definitely change his name. And the last last uh, shout-out that I'm going to do is uh, actually a listener that we have. He doesn't have a YouTube channel uh, or nothing watch-related, but he just got into watches, Steve Garcia. Um, I know mm. he listens a lot to, to our podcast. And, yeah, shout-out to you, buddy. Uh, thanks for the support. Uh, we really do appreciate it And uh, in the future. You know if, uh, and I'm talking about this guy specific because he's my friend. He's been a longtime friend of mine, and, and he's get, been getting into watches. He's actually been listening to the podcast, um, so that's super cool. You know that we have all kinds of walks of life and all types of collectors, people that are seasoned and people that are just starting out. So thank you so much for for the support. But before we introduce the guest, because today's topic's a bit ah. Uh, uh, How 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 should we put it? P uh, it's luxury, right? So it's it's a a little.
1: It's it's definitely luxury. It's definitely out of my price range, and I definitely (laughs) and I definitely have some picks that I I absolutely won't now. But let's go, let's do it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So before that, I just want to let everybody know. So SoCal Watch Reviews, both my channel, Peace Channel, Shalusa Channel, and this podcast, we are just enthusiasts. We are not experts. We are not gurus. We're not nothing like that so whatever you hear from us whatever advice or whatever you, you, you hear is just from a hobbyist perspective we're not in the industry so don't hold us to it we, we're not really telling you where to invest your money so this is just all for fun right so <laughs> right p you want to introduce our guests yes today we have
1: our man from the daily risk checker youtube channel and instagram mm-hmm, you can instagram. find him there you know what yeah. I'm saying? We got Mag in the building. What's good, sir? Hello, hello. Good morning again.
2: How's everybody today? Great. Doing fantastic. Great. How Great. about you? Great. Yeah, I'm excited. This is my uh, first podcast. Uh, I'm sort of a, a, a watch nut, like you guys are. <laughs> uh, very passionate about it. Uh, I love, I love collecting, um, and uh, just enjoying the, the overall hobby. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So you're in uh, London? Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I'm in London, um, uh, just just in uh, North London here. Oh. Uh, been here since the year 2000, oh. um, and I, I love it here. Uh, absolutely love it in England. Nice. Oh, okay. So, where
0: where are you originally from?
2: Um, I was actually born in Norway. Um, uh, and then I, I spent some time in America as well. Uh, up, up until 2000, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. Oh. And then I uh, hopped over to Norway for a short while and then over to the to London, mm-hmm. to the UK. Wow, that's,
0: that's pretty that's crazy. What's up. Now, can I ask you why Washington, D.C.? I mean, that's very specific. Are you a politician or something? <laughs>
2: well no 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 my dad uh my dad you know took us there when we were younger and um and i sort of grew up there from sort of three to twenty and um and then uh and then um and then i hopped and then we and then the family moved uh back to norway um and then i just uh started getting into business with someone here in the uk we were doing web design and some graphic design and i didn't really enjoy norway as much as um as much as my family. So uh, I just hopped over here instead because I had some business relationships and then it sort of blossomed from there. Mm. That's
0: pretty cool. So let me ask you something because obviously P and I live here in the U.S. and we've been here for a long time. But yeah. we, we hear uh, other parts of the world always bash the U.S. I, I think we used to be really cool at one point, but then it just kind of started taking a turn. So what's – what's? I mean, you lived here. So what, what is your perspective? Would you ever come back? Would you not? I mean, what do you think?
2: I mean, well, look. Firstly, I think you know everyone still thinks America is cool, um, but yeah, you, you guys are getting beat up a little bit at the moment. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it, it's it's probably more political more than personal. So, you know, um, and it's probably not 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 to get into it on this channel, but maybe some foreign policies type of situations that might be calling a bit of, causing a bit of static there. Uh, but I, I'm not an expert on that, so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, the grass is always greener, and um, you know, sometimes you know, you think that um, well, a lot of people here uh, aspire to go to America still, and uh, right. and they want to go and spend some time there. But me, I'm on the other side. I, I actually really love England, um, you know. So the you know the grass was greener over here for me.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Right. So let me ask you, what got you into watch collecting? Um, I mean. You know,
2: ever since I was probably, yeah, you know, you're a young man, you get your first Casio, yeah. maybe it's mm-hmm. a F84, and you just love it, and you know you're, you know, trying to uh, see how quick you can stop and start <laughs> the old stopwatch, oh, right? yeah. um, and and then um, and then as you get a little bit older, I sort of got into. Um, you know, the Movados and, you know, the gold ones with the, the black dial with the gold ball at 12 o'clock. And, and and then I went for a long period of time where I, I didn't really – I always appreciated them, but I, I wasn't really collecting any. Um, I think I was just busy with life and work. And, you know, in the last year, I've I've just, you know, become consumed with it. I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, I got my, my first Rolex. I got a Submariner, two-tone one. um and uh, and actually, and, and it was it caught, caught me off guard as well because you know before I, I got it, before I left the states, actually, uh, one of my best friends he uh, he had a Rolex Day Date, and uh, you know we'd go out to the bars, <laughs> and you know he would be wearing it, and he let me put it on, and I just I fell in love with the brand then, and and I always had it in my head that that would be the first watch that I got, um, but when I was seriously start when I had the wallet and I was ready. Um, uh, you know, I started looking at the whole range, and I thought, "Nah, the 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 Submariner two tone is actually the one for me." Uh, so I jumped out and got that, and it just it just set me on a, on a roller coaster of collecting over the last year or so. And um, you know, I got a I got a couple more Rolexes, uh, GMT. Um, uh, the, the GMT, the the black bezel one with the green arm. Mm. Um, I love that. I, I'm i actually really favorite to GMTs more than chronographs for, for some reason. Um, but I still love them. I still love the chronographs. I mean, I, I did some research and I found out about the Zenith and how that movement was in the Daytona. And then I thought, all right, the Daytona is a, a little bit delicate for me. I'm a big guy. You know, it's a little bit small for me, that one. Uh, so I got the um, El Primero Stratos Striking Ten mm. with the with the bezel on it, and I absolutely love that watch. The it, it beat, uh, it's the high beat, thirty six thousand. Wow! Um, it's uh, it, yeah, I really enjoy that. And uh, I got some other quirky ones as well. Um, not all the expensive ones. Uh, one of my favourite watches in the collection is um, a Seiko Sportura mm. uh, with the the reference. M- ends in 007. It, it, it's a crazy watch. It, it, it's like a, it, it's almost like a console. It's like a, a console on a car or something, you know, it's got so many sub dials going on and so much happening on it. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I have a load of, uh, Seiko, um, 7,002 custom divers as well. Absolutely love them. And, uh, yeah, I've got quite a, quite quite a few. I've got, I've gone mad with it, but I love
0: it. That's pretty cool. No, we we, we like to hear that. You, we like to hear diversity in collections, and we like to hear that you don't just appreciate the higher end stuff, but you appreciate the lower end stuff. So, that's pretty cool. We we really do appreciate that. But it kind of sounds like you went a little crazy there. I mean, if you've been collecting for a year and you have 15 <laughs> watches, man, Uh I, I'm oh, 30 yeah. I'm not sure if you're married, but I'm not sure what your wife thinks about all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm uh, I'm married and uh and with four kids. Ooh, and uh, nice. I heard you I heard your pod, <laughs> I heard your podcast um, and you uh you had um Who's that? Uh, you had on from ten and two and yeah, who was Kat, that again? Yeah,
0: we had cat from ten and two.
2: Cat cat from ten and two and you were explaining that your wife's sick of listening yeah. <laughs> to all this about the watches, and I totally related to that conversation. It was quite
0: funny. It's so funny. Yeah, I know a lot of people relate to it, believe me, because it's something that you, your <laughs> wife – I mean, some people are kind of into it, but this is this is kind of one of those things where you become obsessed with it, right? And it, it's weird because I've been into cars <laughs> for a long time, but I never got into cars like I got into watches. So it's just crazy. I don't know what it is about watches. And you know what it is? I noticed that when you're into cars – um, you have very specific uh, niche of people, right? Because the Honda people don't like the Ferrari people, and vice hey. versa, and you know, and you you can't relate to them because you go to these meets and these people are rich, right? You can't just show up to a Ferrari meet and and you just feel completely out of place, right? The cool thing about watches, though, even though you're in a in a room with a millionaire and you yourself are broke as hell, it doesn't matter. You guys share the same passion, and they could if if they could appreciate. Uh, Watches in general, they'll look at your Seiko and be like, "That's a cool watch." I I remember when I had that, or I even have one in my collection. And you just relate. And I can't tell you the number of people that I've been networking with that have crazy collections. And at the end of the day, they're super humble, and that's what we're all about. But then you have your other spectrum of people that are just douchey and and you know snobs, and that's not what we're about here. So yeah, you have all kinds of people. exactly. You know. But yeah, today's topic, Mag. Why don't you? This was, by the way, this was his idea. He he reached out to us, and we loved it. So we're like, yeah, come on the show. Let's let's talk about it. So what what are we going to talk about today?
2: Well, uh, today we uh, discussed uh, that we were going to talk about the Holy Trinity, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically Patrick Philip, Audemars Puget, and Vacheron Constantin. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, I think they deserve to be called, um, the Holy Trinity. I mean, if you look at their history, uh, you know, they have so, so many moments, in, uh, where they've, uh, you know, um, made their mark, uh, you know, you know, the first keyless winding system, uh, you know, the thinnest movements, you know, the first pocket watch chronometer, uh, you know, th- across the board, uh, all three of these, uh, companies have, uh, have really made their mark on the industry.
0: You know? Yeah. No, absolutely, and 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 the more research I did, because as many of you know, P and I, we we love watches, but we are more drawn towards the less expensive things, just because we don't really have the money to be playing with these big boys. So we we know about them. Obviously, we knew what the Holy Trinity was, but I did a little more research, and, and 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 God, I mean, there's just so much information out there. I mean, these companies have been around for so long. I mean uh Vacheron Constantin uh I mean when they came out in the 70s with the with one of the cool watches right the overseas that was what was called the 222 it was to celebrate their 222nd year of business I'm like what that was in the 70s Mm. wow that's crazy I mean these things are are that's why they are what they are you know and I know there's a lot of um controversy out there right like
2: Oh. I love that model. I really do. That 222 is special. Is. I love that. It's
0: awesome. It's awesome. Mm. It's, it's, it's beautiful. But the, the talk and, 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 and the whole watch uh, community and di- people have different thoughts, but uh, I guess the talk is why is Automar PK there? They're a one trick pony, right? And why are they? But people need to understand it's not just about the model they keep putting out, but it's about the innovation throughout the years. Mm. The history, the heritage, the finishing on these models. So, right. why would Rolex never be part of the Holy Trinity? Even though they're super popular, to me, in my opinion, and a lot of people out there, is number one, they're not a soul. Number two, they're not hot horology. They're really cool guys, and they're you know well built and, and and everything well finished, but they're not hot horology like Patek Philippe, Vacheron, AP. These things are finished by hand. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy. And then um, you have people on the other side saying, "Well, what about Longa? Right? I mean, finishing is great. You can't compare it. Yeah, but they took a break. These three companies didn't take a break. They've been around for hundreds of years. Never took a break, and they keep doing their thing. Longa, they may get there at some point. And then Grand Seiko, right? Like, well, what about Grand Seiko? Same thing. Same issue." But I think the bigger issue is and, and, and Brigade, right? Brigade two it's, it's yeah. a really good company. But then the issue goes with the Swiss. And I, I heard this numerous times from different people. They're they're really nice people, but they're a tight little group. They don't want to let foreigners per se go into the holy trinity. So to have Langa, a German company, Grand Seiko, a Japan company come and disrupt what they built, I just don't foresee it. But I don't know if you guys feel the same. Hey. <laughs>
2: Um, well, uh, that, that is quite interesting. Um, and, and, and yeah, uh, they have been around for a long time. I mean, Vacheron Constantin has been around for 265 years. I mean, that is, is remarkable. Yep. Um, and, um, Audemars Piguet is 145 years. Um, Patek is, uh, when it's Patek Philip, he's been around for 169 years. um, And they've all been functioning nonstop, putting out watches every year uh, and and just going for it. Um,
0: um, Yeah. I'll
2: hand that over to you for
0: a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, P, I mean, what do you think? you think the Holy Trinity should remain with those brands? Or is there a brand uh, that you feel should Man, no. I, I
1: definitely think Grand Seiko is knocking on the
0: door for sure with some of the
1: technology and things that they're doing. But also, uh, what's the other one I was thinking
0: about? Long jeans, you know, like long I jeans was looking... is... yeah. They... But the thing about long jeans, man, is that they've been around for a long time. But people consider them entry level Swiss. It's almost like Oris, right? Uh, but at one point, long yeah. Jeans... But but the, but
1: these are brands that. They are doing great things in the industry. You know what I'm saying. And they should really be recognized more than like for instance, a brand like Oris. I think Oris is great, but they just don't get. They'll never be like a Vacheron or a P or Patek. I ain't saying that, but they 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 can't fit into that conversation to I me.
0: Mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but when you think holy Trinity, like I said, it's hot horology. So FP Jorn. I mean, I love that, right. but again, right. it's not, it doesn't have the heritage. I right. mean, it, eventually maybe when people are listening to this podcast in a hundred years, or 200 years, mm-hmm. they'll be like, Oh, that's funny. They weren't part of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Uh, AP dropped off a long time ago. I think, but, so you, you don't think grand Seiko can make it into that. that uh, uh, no, that no. I mean, I, I, just, because they're not a Swiss company. I mean, I do, I think their, their quality and build are in par with these guys, right. probably even more so. I, I 100% think so. And if I ever had the opportunity to own one or multiple Grand Seikos, believe me, I would in a heartbeat because the value that they bring is just incredible. You know, you could take a Grand Seiko and another watch that's Swiss it has the same finishing, the same technology, whatever. And the Swiss one is going to cost three, four times more just because it says Swiss made.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: but you know what? People are quickly... Uh, becoming aware of this. So every collector that I that I hear, they all respect Grant Seiko. And I've been collecting, what, three years now. So right. it, it's been going on for that long. But I noticed that as of late, people are giving Grand Seiko more props. But to say that they're going to be in the Holy Trinity, maybe in a long time from now. But again, if uh, people are open-minded and they let different people from different parts of the world, aside from Swiss companies come in, then yeah, that could happen. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you think, Mag?
2: Yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, um, the grand Seiko. um, I mean, if we're just talking about how they finish uh, their watches, then yeah, they probably do deserve to be recognized. Um, But will they have that heritage and history and, 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 you know, being outside of Switzerland, um, you know it can be a bit um there is a little bit of snobbery with the with the swiss made and i'm not sure how i feel about it i, I don't think i'm warming to that very much um uh because you know th- let's face it they had a you know there's been a lockdown on the industry from you know from from there for a long time yeah. um but yet there are other people doing some amazing things too yeah. like grand Seiko. And and F, and you know other brands. Uh, I do like F. Bijon as well. They're they're doing some great stuff. It's just very different and uh, and interesting
1: um, stuff.
2: Don't you agree? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So so due to Rolex being like probably having one of the most popular watches ever, you know what I mean? Uh, will that keep them? Will that keep them out of the conversation because they're so popular?
0: You know I what I mean? Think, I don't think it's a matter of popularity, P. If you if you really look at the finishing on the movements of every single one of the watches that are in the Holy Trinity, I mean, mm-hmm. just look at the uh, Watch Finder, right? Watch Finder video, uh, or YouTube channel. Just go there. Right. Look at the macro shots on these guys versus a Rolex. I mean, Rolex right. is a well built, uh, you know, uh, watch. But when you look at the movement, man, I mean, you don't have it. Just it just doesn't compare. So that's why I think Rolex is just a, a marketing machine. And obviously, Rolex is always going to be one of my favorite brands and a lot right. of people's favorite brands. But to make it into the holy trinity, right? No, no I, there. I mean, yeah. Um, well, okay. That that's probably
2: fair enough. But there, there is something to also note as well because uh, I love the holy trinity brands, um, but when but I have to say that my favorite brand is still Rolex, um, just for the sheer robustness of the watch, you can literally, you know, uh, bang it to death and, uh, it'll just still, it'll just keep going. Whereas, you know, the Patek, I I, I did, um, I did try on a 37 millimeter one and it did feel very delicate. And I thought, Oh, I don't know if this thing would survive me. (laughs) And, and I have heard that Audemars Piguet's, um, you know, need to spend some time, uh, servicing, uh, more than, more than other brands, which, you know, could be costly as well and a bit of a disappointment, but, um, yes, but they, you know, but they are finished to, to a fantastic degree. Um, and, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, sorry, I lost myself where I was going there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Well, uh, yeah. Well, it's like somebody could say, what about Omega? Right, Omega has so many different models and everything, but I think to be in the Holy Trinity, like I said, you got to have history, innovation, right, right. finishing. People need to lust over your watches, like literally drool over your watches. That's why, you know, I, I, these guys, just you just can't compare to them. And, and Rolex, I agree. Meg, I mean, they're, they're robust. They're awesome. I mean, and one of my girls is a Submariner. So, I mean, it's a really, really cool watch. But then again, you know, one of my girls is a Speedmaster, and right. I don't think this should be Holy Trinity, it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay.
2: But, I see what you're saying. Let, let's yeah. let's
0: do a little. Let's do something fun. See, I mean, we didn't have this plan. P Mag, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the opportunity to rewrite history, right? So let's let's <laughs> scratch the three uh, Holy Trinity brands and uh, give us your take. Who would you put in the Holy Trinity? No right, wrong answers. Is this just your take and, and your personal preference? So, Mag, will let oh, you go first. Oh wow!
2: Okay, tough one. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I would, I would definitely put Rolex in the Holy Trinity. Obviously, defining Holy Trinity in a different way, uh, I would say Rolex. Um, cool, that's a tough one. Um, I would put Omega in there as well. You know, I, I, I do, I do love some Omega. Um, for me, it would be Rolex Omega and,
0: um, Timex. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Timex.
2: (laughs) Why not? Why not? Um, cool. Third one. That is really tough. Um, just thinking about my collection here and going through, um, um,
1: Oh, I'm gonna say those two and I'll come back with the next All one. Right. P, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Omega, of course. Um, Rolex. And are, are we talking higher or lower? Just Whatever what you think? want. Whatever. Okay, okay. Just, whatever I want. Okay, I, with, yeah. I will go with <laughs> Rolex, Omega. And I really don't think Omega can be beat, but that's just me. Okay, <laughs> Rolex, Omega. And uh, I go with Grand Seiko.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, nice. So yeah. did you, do you have your third pick? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on par with P there. I'll throw Grand Seiko in the mix too, just yeah. to mix it up. See, this... not, just not to mix it up, yeah. just to keep it the same rather. But yeah, so I, I would say them. I haven't got one in my collection, but I definitely want one.
0: Yeah, well, this is good pick, A Long and sound. And, I will ooh, pick F.P. Jorn, right. and I will pick Grand Seiko. So, that's, okay. so there's a clear winner. All three of us pick Grand Seiko. Right. So yeah. anybody okay. – that's so funny. I mean, I, and we mm-hmm. – uh, you know, this is this – is we didn't even plan on this, but this is, this is fun, you know. And this is what Watch Collecting is all about, you know, putting your, your fantasy team, if you, if you would, you know. I would be very proud if Grand Seiko ever got there. And obviously, you know, if you see my Holy Trinity, it's, it's diversity, right so it's all right. swiss so that's I, I wanted that you know so so yeah I, I like your pick
2: i like your uh picks lange and um fp jorn uh i appreciate their designs as well but are they for me i'm not 100 percent sure you, you
0: know but but i love them you know one thing i like about jorn is that it doesn't matter if i'm watching tv if i'm youtube or you know instagram or whatever the way that he has those hands, that very specific kind of like teardrop style hour hand and, and minute hand, minute hand, you just you just know it's a Jorn, like immediately, right, right. you know, almost like Rolex. Yeah. Like you look at you look at the 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 bracelet, the case design, you're like, oh, it's a Rolex. I, I know it's a Rolex. So that's pretty cool. So for a company to to make something so unique, just with the hands alone. And people know what it is. I, I think that's remarkable. That's, that's really, really cool. So kudos to Jordan. <laughs> right. And the thing with the Grand
1: Seiko, like the one that, that really sticks out to me is the, uh, the white snowflake dial.
0: It's beautiful. Oh, my yeah, God. Spring yeah. drive. Spring drive high
1: intensity yeah. Titanium. Yo, that thing is beautiful.
0: Yeah, well, for me, yeah. then, uh, the the season's collection, the fall, and I forget the reference, oh with God, the fall yeah, with, that, with yeah. the little pink kind of snowflake on the dial. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, well, our I boy, you know who owns that? Our boy, uh, AB, from Watch Collecting Strategies. What? He owns that model. Yeah, he oh, owns wow. that model. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, Matt, there, sorry, there's so
2: I'm many. Saying. There's so many from Grand Seiko. I can't even pick one. <laughs> there's so many. They they really are. Um, I, I struggle to pick one. The, you know,
0: I love all of them. And the the cool thing about Grand Seiko is that they give you uh, things to choose from, right? So, do you want the uh, the spring drive? Do you want an automatic? Or right. do you want the 9F quartz? And you're like, I don't yeah. know what to pick. Do you want titanium? <laughs> do you want stainless steel? It's like, right? Dang. <laughs> and then when you look at the prices, you're like, that's it. Like, I mean, it's expensive, but that's it. Like, right. the finishing on this, the Cerazite finishing, and and the spring drive movement. I mean, so much innovation there, and you're like, what? How are you charging these prices? Like, your competitors are just way more. Are they just relying behind their their brand and and, and charging you three three x just because of who they are? And the answer is yes. <laughs> you know they're proving it. You know so. But anyways, um, something fun we were gonna do. So we were gonna pick a sports model uh, that spoke to us from the Holy Trinity. So guys, I'll let you go first. See what you guys got
1: all right. I'll, I'll go first. I have no problem with that. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know which one to start with.
0: Oh, uh, shit. Well, I, how about we do this? Because I know, I know if we're going to pick one, you know, of each, it's easy, right? So it's the Nautilus, is right. the Royal Oak, and it's the Overseas. So to make it easy, how about you pick your favorite, just one, out of those three, and then Mag will do the same, and I'll do the same, and we'll see okay. who's, the, who's the winner. Who, you know? All
1: right. I, I'm, I'm going to easily go with the uh, the Royal Oak. I mean... um. Vacheron Constantine, Overseas Chronograph, uh, reference number 5500 V 0R dash B074. Whoa. Overseas chronograph coming in at a whopping forty two point fifty millimeters, eighteen K Pink Gold. Oh, oh. Price mm. on this baby is forty three thousand eight hundred dollars, which makes me sad. Um there- <laughs> very sad. There are several uh, models you could pick from, but the model that I picked again is like the Pingo with uh, the brown leather strap. You know what I mean? This thing is absolutely the bomb, (laughs) shiggy. I'm trying to tell you, man. um,
0: I'm looking at it now. Is it is the one with the alligator strap, kind of like a brown alligator strap? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yes sir, yes sir. Date window at the
0: four o'clock. Four o'clock. Feel about
1: that? it's between the four and the five. I think it's nice. That
0: is
2: an amazing one. Yeah, that that
1: that is look, I saw this thing and it immediately spoke to me. But when I looked at my bank account, I, it didn't speak no more. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Nowhere close. You know,
1: but you know it has sapphire
0: crystals, of course, you know what I'm saying? Uh what I like about the, these is the Maltese mm-hmm. cross on the on the vessel. It's it's so yeah. cool, so so well executed, you know? Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Anti-magnetism. You know, this is a great looking watch. Power reserve. Um, I think power reserve is up to 40 hours, something like
2: that. I I think in the movement of 52, this they have, Maltese, they, they have a Maltese they have a cross in the um uh oh, it's in the movement. Um
0: what piece? What part is it? Um Well, I see something in the rotor and they, they have uh well their brand the branding, they have the thing, but they have like a little star. Within yeah, the rotor, yeah, so yeah, I'm looking I'm at, looking at, it, at it right now, so it's, it's yeah. really in the column wheel, yeah, the column wheel, yeah, um, automatic uh, self winding yeah, 54 number Man. of parts, 263. Wow. Uh-huh. Power is actually 52 hours, 52, 52 hours. F- frequency is almost 29,000, um, uh, uh-huh. 28 APH, yeah, and check hertz. this out the thickness on this guy, uh, well, I don't know if this is a th- yeah, thickness 6.6 millimeters. Right! Wow! Yo! This wow! Thing, on that chronograph, it's crazy. Yes, sir. But the water resistance—it says 15. What is up with that? But that was my
1: only reserve. Like, oh, 150
0: but, meters. Oh,
1: okay. But I ain't getting in no water no way when I wear this.
0: Oh hell no! Hell no!
2: No, <laughs> no way to get the salt water that. No.
1: Man, so that's that's my pick. I really like. I that's really really like this.
0: Beautiful one. man, Mag. What you really. got? It, it, it was so
2: hard. It was, really was so hard to decide. Um, I mean, I am partial to to, to world timers, and um, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really see that in the Patek uh, in the Nautilus range. Did they have the world timer in there? No, I don't think they do. Um, I, I, I like the Patek, um, but like I said, I, I tried it on. It, it was it was amazing how thin it was but it just felt like it was a little bit too delicate for me. And I, and one thing that turned me off on it is that it still has the pins in the bracelet, mm. which, you know, for such an expensive watch, you think. But then I also read that uh, in order to get the watch and bracelet that thin, that, you know, that that's why uh, they're not using, um, you know, screws. Um, mm. And as amazing as AP is, you know, it, it doesn't speak to me like the Vacheron uh, uh, oh my God. does, <laughs> right. you know. Uh, so I, I'm going uh, with the overseas world timer yeah. um, and that the reference 7700 V I just take a stainless steel one I just I love the way the dial looks on this thing with the black Amazing. and the blue um, you know the the, the the bracelet on this I actually I actually tried on a dual time. Uh, not too long ago, uh, da- um, in central London, and uh, and I was I nearly pulled the trigger. I nearly pulled the trigger. It was a black dial. It was the 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 second model that came out because they're on the third version now of the dual time. Um, well, I was. You I was there, if, oh, you don't,
0: if you don't mind me asking, it me. was
2: ten ten thousand two fifty. Wow. Uh, wow. And uh, and and you know it's, you know it's it's half the price of, of a new one so um so you know i was i was considering it i was i was going to pull the trigger but and i went down and i looked at it and i put it on and i loved it and it felt so nice and then i'm looking at the dial with my loop uh and there's fluff all in the glass wow. uh, and i was so disappointed yeah there was a lot of bits of fluff i mean I it and you know uh, uh not a proper it would have never come no, from vacheron no, like that ever yeah. It would just never, they come in, they've opened yeah. it up, and, you know, an amateur's opened it up, and, you know, got some fluff in there. And it kind of just blew the moment for me, you know. I thought, nah, I'm not going to jump and get it now. He was like, oh, no, we can get it sorted. And I was like, nah, I'll leave it. I don't want to rush into it. It's such a big yeah. purchase. I don't want to rush right. into it. It'll slow down a little bit. Um, but the way it felt on the wrist was incredible. Um, you know, just the way the, the heft of, the, of the, the, the way the bracelet, hugged your wrist was amazing it it wasn't as heavy uh as i thought it was going to be um but i did like it i loved it but if i had if i could choose anything from the catalog but price not included uh or price not considered uh i would go for this overseas world timer uh, 43.5 mil reference 7700v the blue and black dial one they also do a brown 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 dial one uh, but that's that's coming in at thirty two thousand one hundred. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a special it's, watch. It's it is a special plan. watch. I mean, that the, is nice. The, that's the nice. They have see. the
0: world in there and all the cities. And, yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. That is weird. nice. Yeah. Well, let me let me give you my pick because this is again. This is not this. Let's, this is not planned. <laughs> I went with the Vacheron Constantino as well. <laughs> oh! so I was like. I, I was yes. like, I'm gonna be the only one. You know, these guys are gonna go with the with the Nautilus. They're gonna go with the Royal Oak. We're gonna find <laughs> a way if I have the money to get a Royal Oak. I will get a Royal Oak. I, I love the Royal Oak. And then when when you look at it, so uh, Royal Oak Nautilus, same designer, right? Gerald Genta okay? so right? Bacheron, completely different designer, but inspired by the Royal Oak because they came out after. It. So yeah, right? for sure. Um, but I don't care. The execution on this Vacheron. on is yeah. awesome. Something we haven't talked about is that they include not only the stainless steel bracelet, but you also get a rubber and I believe a leather, either either or. Right. But they have a mechanism in the back that it, it allows you to change the straps. The yeah. other guys are not doing that, and for me, versatility on my straps is huge because. I, I love that, you know. I, I just I, I can't go just wearing the same strap. I don't know about you guys, but I like changing the straps on the oh, watches. Oh yeah, you know how I do. Yeah. So to know that is it.
2: That is an amazing right? feature. Yeah, right. It really but is. Let me
0: let me tell you. If money,
2: I couldn't believe it when yeah, I saw
0: it. It's it, it's awesome. And just the way that it changes with like the rubber or the leather, it's just like it completely changes the watch. You're like, all right. So sporty with the stainless, and then if I'm if I'm gonna go somewhere very very formal, throw it on the leather. But then if I'm going to go somewhere super casual uh, and it's going to get wet, throw it on the river. And you're right. like, it's, just, it's just so cool. But for me, the specific model that if I had money and it was no object, overseas perpetual calendar ultra thin. 41.5 millimeters, white gold, 18 karat gold, wow. almost $89,000. That's Ooh. what I would go for. It has wow. a face on it, Ooh. which uh, at one point... <laughs> When the moon phase was created, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, back in the days, you know, people used to travel by the moon. So moon phase complication was actually needed to see if there was going to be enough uh, light lighting up the road. Because uh, the moon, whether, you know, if the moon is out, full moon, it gives you a lot of light. But oh, now yeah, the compl- complication of a moon phase is dumb, but it's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you go to their website, kind wow. they show you how thin this thing is and it just has yeah a, i'm looking like, at it now it's yeah. a gray dial it's a it's like a gray uh-huh. kind of dial uh of course in the back i think all the watches we pick you could see it has an exhibition case back to show yeah beautiful beautiful movement
2: it's it's it's, sho- it's it's kind of shocking that that vacheron uh has never really Found a way to get into pop culture, um, like these other, like the other two, Holy Trinity, so weird, Patek, right? and Vacheron. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Patek and forget uh, and Um Yeah, you know, and, and but we can benefit from that because you know the used market price for these watches, you know, they're not affordable, but they're not like in space like the other ones. And see,
0: and that's and that's a problem with watch collecting. If you really think about it, are collectors of these hyped Rolexes, hype uh, Pateks, are they collecting for the love of collecting, or are they collecting for the hype? Because if these watches weren't hyped as much as they are, would people still pick them up and love them as much? You know, and then you really ask yourself that, because the proof is in the pudding, as they say, look at this Vacheron, right? Uh, we all picked it. without We didn't even talk to each other. Like This is the first time we are hearing each other's picks what are the odds we all appreciate watches to the next level we're not just the regular run-of-the-mill like yeah hey, i like watches no we're like obsessed with this crap right and we all pick this right what but is it's like what that? was the
1: reasoning what was, what the, was reasoning? the reasoning my reasoning was exactly like what you said you know what i'm saying ap and patek they're already out there you know what i'm saying you don't really hear you hear because we're into watches we hear about vacheron but it's not into pop culture
0: Mm-mm.
1: per se. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we're, we're we like, we're like the underdogs. Right? Yeah, so.
0: but that's cool because that that just means that we well, we know well, watches and we 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 could appreciate art. You know? Yeah, for sure.
2: I was uh I was recently listening to um to a podcast um. And the guy who uh, was, was talking uh, actually used to work for Vacheron. And when he first started there, um, he was telling the story about how he had to take the same watch apart and put it back together and apart and back together again like 10 times. And each time he had to, you know, make a note of all the things that were that, all the things that he found. Uh, that should be taken out of the watch because it might have a little scratch, a tiny little mark, something that's not quite a hundred percent on 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 a on a super magnification. Uh, he said the amount of stuff that they would just throw away uh, uh, or get, throw the metal away oh. and get remelted down uh, because it was perfect. He said he, the standard is. He, he says the standard of, of the bachelor constant is is ha- way higher than Patek
0: or AP. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, a lot of these collectors and, and the big, big scheme of things, it, it, including myself, we buy watches for the looks of them, right? I mean, how many of us here really are into the mechanics and uh, the movement? Like, we, we know all the parts and we know the specifications and we're so driven by that movement that we're like, nah, I don't really care how it looks. I'm just all about the movement. I say none of us. I say the looks are all of it. But you have (laughs) a watch that you know exactly what you say. You hit the nail on the head. That we know that they put that level of of work, that workmanship, that there's they take so much pride in something. And it looks awesome. It's a win-win situation. And the extra bonus win is that Mag you're right. Beast, Bashroom Constantine Pieces take a big hit in the gray market or in, in the pre-owned, pre-owned space. And that's mm-hmm. a benefit to mm-hmm. all collectors because, mark my words, when this whole Patek Philippe Rolex AP hype dies down a little bit, people are going to be looking for the next <clears> piece. <throat> so what's what's oh, the yeah. next brand? What's what's the next collectible thing? I think Vacheron is on his way there, you know, at oh, one yeah. point.
2: I hope so. I hope so. They deserve absolutely, it. They do. Yeah, no, and 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 back to, back to the other point um, that you made is you know design, hundred percent, and your connection with the watch. It, it supersedes the price. You know, for me, it's more important how, how what that how that watch makes me feel. I, I'm not worried about the price right now. You know, um, when I'm when I'm just looking at a watch, I won't even really consider that. But how, how do you connect with the watch? Right. You know, how does it make you feel? You know, are you chasing this thing or what? You know, yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, for me, and, and this is now I'm going to take take a step way back from the luxury world. But when Shoot. I wear my Seiko Sarb 033, I have watches in my collection that are more expensive than that. But that particular watch for me makes me feel a certain way, and I'm like, it's a Seiko. I know this is not a Rolex, is that? But it doesn't matter. But it it's speaks beautiful, to me. Though
1: it's beautiful, though
0: it makes me feel happy. So I, I yeah. guess at the thing yeah. is like whatever brand you pick obviously we're talking holy trinity here but whatever brand you pick guys if it makes you happy even if it's a time mix you go for it that's the beauty right. of this the beauty of collecting is is whatever you like you know and then screw it everybody else thinks
2: yes sir for sure absolutely yeah. I, I have a, a quite i have quite a controversial piece in my collection in um you know po- <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: not quite. You, you, not
1: quite. always listen
2: that Invicta that P that P had.
1: Which, which one? Had,
0: <laughs> the Venom. The the the
2: uh the one that you the the one that he just did a video on that he put a strap on it. Um, which Invicta was that? And, the and then when I suggested Day. the the one with the red the red pinstripes would look nice on that.
0: The Pro Diver.
1: I ain't put no I ain't put a strap on the pro diver. He must be talking about the William L that I put the red rubber strap on. No,
2: no, but I was suggesting um, that you put the the one with the red pinstripes oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, I don't okay, think you yeah, had, you, had, had
1: you okay yeah that okay, one yeah, yeah which okay. which invicta was that yeah, that was the pro diver
0: pro diver yep yeah, Oh, the, the pro, pro diver, diver. Yeah, okay yeah, yeah. cool that's actually the one yeah. that people okay, like okay. That's like the one that gets the uh, the most prop from people so. right right
1: they they uh, they make the conversation every week every fucking week.
0: Invicta makes the Yeah, they, they do, right? don't <laughs> nice. they? I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's so many. So, so check it out. If you if you talk to non-watch people and you tell them, how do you feel about Christopher Ward? They'll look at you and be like, "What the hell is a Christopher Ward? What is right. it, Right. But do you tell me, you know, my Invicta? Oh yeah, Invicta. Yeah, I seen them. You know. Right. Yeah. They're doing something right, right? Yeah, it, they it, they're doing something right, whether it's not for collectors or whatever. But they, hey, they're they're staying in people's mouths. I can't right. tell you the number of Invicta. This, 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 this oh go ahead there's so many good good watches out there there really are yeah there is what's a
2: controversial piece in your collection so yeah i got a bit of a controversial piece um you know uh pocket watch conversions uh sort of get poo-pooed quite a lot don't they yeah they do Mm -hmm. um but I, i i you know i saw i saw a pocket watch conversion and i absolutely fell in love with it i mean this thing is is absolutely amazing and um, you know, it's 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 got a custom dial, which is the first thing that people don't like. Yeah. Um, uh, it, so it's got a custom dial, but the movement is actually from a pocket watch from 1914. Wow. You know? And this thing, this thing is is amazing. It didn't cost me a lot of money, uh, but it is it is a Patek Philippe movement uh, from 1914. And the, these pocket watches, they're not. You know, you can pick up a whole watch with the case and everything for probably a couple of grand. Wow.
1: Um, mm.
2: But in, in, in the 80s, uh, a lot of these cases were melted down because of the price of gold went up so high. Um, so a lot, of these, a lot of these cases were melted down for scrap and, uh, and, and all these movements are laying around. Um, so, you know, watchmakers uh, in Poland, which is quite funny because people, people get upset about that, that. They, you know, don't particularly have a great name for watches. They say everything's fake. But, you know, that's where Pat Tick came from. He is from Poland. <laughs> He's from a small town in Poland uh, called. Uh, what is that called? Um, I don't have my notes here somewhere. Um, anyway, it's not important. Um, the 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 watch. Um, so, like I said, it has this movement from nineteen fourteen. It's been put in uh, a stainless steel case. And uh, and I absolutely love it. And I, I know that people uh, will will probably say some negative things about it, but I don't care because of how it, I connect with that watch. I love its manual wind, and I can you know crank it up and set the time, and it just goes. You know, uh, uh, it takes it keeps great time as well. And it's got the uh, the mustache lever escapement there bouncing back and forth. You can see it because it had an exhibition back on it. I'm going to do a review on it soon. That's cool. So you looking, guys can check yeah, it out because it's it's re, it's a, it's a really fun piece.
0: Looking forward to it. And actually, we we're letting the cat out of the bag a little bit here, but we got a, a, a podcast coming up in from the future where we're in the talks with RT from uh, Vortec Watches. I don't know if you've been following the story, but basically he takes old Hamilton pocket watches, converts them into wristwatches, and he's been sued by Swatch Group. So they're they're in litigation oh, wow. right now and everything. So he's he's made the news with our with scottish watches our friends and also 40 and 20 podcasts shout out to andrew and everett doing an amazing amazing job but uh but yeah hopefully we we, we talk to them and yeah it's very controversial right people oh why yeah, yeah. can't wait
2: can't wait to hear that story yeah yeah
0: absolutely I mean, let's, when,
2: we, hey let's face it if if you're getting sued you're doing something right right, right?
0: yeah right. <laughs> you got the attention of the big guys yeah you're doing something right yeah <laughs> but uh anyways, guys, what, what so that was, was hamilton about? was it Hamilton. Yep. So so Swatch uh, Group is uh yeah, just modern, they just they ain't playing, they ain't playing. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. well, it's like Rolex going after that <laughs> California company, right? Uh for mm-hmm. custom making dials and it's like what do you care? Like they're not doing replica stuff. Like once somebody buys a watch and it's in their possession, they could do whatever the heck they want to do with it. They can melt it, they can right. punch it, they could use it, they cannot not use it, they could paint it they could change the, the the strap on it. Boy, because you're changing the strap on it now it's an imitation watch too. Like, come on, man. Right. relax, you know, just relax. But um, anyways, uh, uh, other news. I, I saw uh, another company that's that's not really talked about much and and I really I'm starting to like them even more because I just own one. <laughs> I just bought one in the collection. It's a Gerard Perigo, right? Um, mm-hmm. They just came out with this piece, a sapphire crystal watch. It's called a Quest, sorry for my brand, I don't know how to pronounce this, Quasar, Quasar Light, and basically it's a limited edition, 18 pieces, $294,000, so it's entirely made out of sapphire, it's uh skeletonized, wow. looks awesome, I don't know if you guys seen it, P, no, yeah. don't see I'm it. looking it up now, it's crazy, so a lot of, uh so GP gets a lot of crap too, because obviously they they make some pieces that kind of look like the Royal Oak uh, type of thing, the Laureato. Uh But I think they're awesome. I mean, GP goes back there. They have a lot of history and yeah. what did you say the name of it was? What's the yeah? So it's the Quasar Light. So Q U A S A R Light, just like light. And yeah, man. So okay, super cool, but. Um... But oh, anyway, I think I see
1: it here. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, so super cool. Oh. It has the three bridges, a very kind of GP-inspired three bridges, uh, yeah. bridges, I'm sorry. And that's kind of what got them the uh, the award back in the days because they had a turbion that had the three, right. three bridges. So super cool. I mean, oh, two, yeah, $294,000 nice. is a lot of money. But, Whoa. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, it's it.
2: very very cool design, though.
0: Yeah, and they say you know they say titanium is hard to work with, but sapphire is even ten times harder that right. to work with. So, so yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. So just just thought I uh, highlight mm. that. But uh, yeah, before we we uh, close yeah. here, we we want to talk other things. So Mag, do you have anything to share aside from watches? Something you are passionate about? Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well uh,
2: at the moment that is my obsession. So, <laughs> okay. Uh but but yeah, uh well we're having uh having fun with the family, going out for good food and catching movies and
0: stuff. What That's about cool. you guys? Um Pete, anything? Uh
1: yeah, uh season 7, the final season of the Clone Wars started Friday. Uh, okay. Great. It is it, one of the greatest premieres of a Clone Wars season that you could ever get. You know what I'm saying? I highly recommend it. Miguel. No. You know what I'm saying? Don't no. front. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> no. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll pass. No right. Thanks. Other than that, I don't it, think it, I had much else going what? on.
0: Well, you not know, a Star Wars fan? Mm-mm. No. I mm uh, You know, my wife and I, when the when the new one came out the uh, the one with bb8 i don't know the name of it but the the force awakens yeah the force awakens did. so we we went to go see that and we we loved it we're like what the heck no wonder people love star wars where has star wars been all our lives we went back watched the original trilogy we're like that was very cool and then as new ones kind of came out we lost interest cuz then it got way too weird <laughs> so we're like uh about that so (laughs) yeah i just i just can't get into it i'm sorry it's just too weird and i i started watching the magdalorian or whatever it was the mandalorian mandalorian is good
1: it was okay baby yoda
0: yeah i i baby yoda's awesome i mean i think he's cute but (laughs) i I just can't get into it man it's like the weird looking alien people and they're just the makeup is just horrible and it's just i'm like Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... Oh, and,
1: and then I'm gonna go ahead and plug Build a Bear right quick because oh, yeah. they're gonna have Baby
0: Yoda available in March. Baby Yoda, you know see, what I'm saying? Eve so cute. I will definitely be getting one. <laughs> yeah, you know see, what I'm saying. So, and the crazy thing is, I live in California, and guess what? They just opened a Disneyland here, the Star yeah. Wars Land. Right? Do right. I care to go uh... see it? Uh no. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I don't really but care, other man. than
1: that, um. Oh, that Ori Moon Phase I got, I'm going to get it polished and shit from my guy up in Montgomery, so.
0: Oh, are you going yeah, to shoot I got, a video on that or what?
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm going to get into it, you know what I'm saying? I got That's it cool, on man. now,
0: so. That's know. cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, me, I, last night, I actually went to sleep a little late watching a uh, one of those romance uh, rom-com movies <laughs> my wife <laughs> wanted to watch. It's called Last Christmas. Uh, don't know the people, the, the actors' names. I, I'm sorry, but basically a romantic comedy, and it has some heartfelt message to it. And I, God, I was at the end, I was like, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. <laughs> what the? <laughs> but <in my laughs> life, I'm like, you know what? Happy, happy wife, happy life. That's what it's all about. You, you too hardcore, man. You too hardcore.
1: You can't uh, keep watching. You can't keep watching the gangster flicks, man. You
0: know I know. Got, well,
1: that's
2: that's. Uh, uh, I just I just went old school. Uh, speaking of gangster flicks, and uh, and watched Goodfellas again uh, last Ooh, week. I quite enjoyed great that. Movie. That was there good. You go.
0: Classic, classic. Great
2: yeah, for sure,
0: for no, sure. That was
2: very very good.
0: Yeah, no man, they don't they don't make movies like that anymore. I mean, The Irishman kind of came close to it. That was that was a good feeling movie. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it yet, but yeah, yeah. I...
1: Gentleman, no. Uh-uh. no, no, I hey, think it's not, out, I think it's out one, on Netflix. I think it's oh, out yeah. in the cinema yeah. right now. Yeah, I know. What um, you're
2: talking I, about, yeah. that's next on my list. I'm gonna go see that.
0: That's cool. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, well, last thing for me is I, I just did a, another collaboration. Uh, again, my, my YouTube channel is not even a thousand subscribers, I'm like at 535, something like that. But uh, one of the things that that I do very well because I, I, I'm in sales, is I do, uh, I guess, I reach out to people. I, I just got, have a lot of connections. So I reached out to Whole Beans Fine Watch Bands. Uh, they mm. sell a bunch of different uh, brand uh, straps in, in their website and watch accessories and stuff like that. And I was looking for a watch band for my Gerard Perico, my vintage one. And I've mm. had a lot of experiences with Fluco straps. Fluco is actually a company in Germany that has been doing straps for about 60 years family-owned, operated, and the quality is really good for the price that you're paying for the strap. The quality is actually really good. So I reached out to them. They actually send it out for free, told them I was going to plug them in. So I did a video last night on my YouTube channel. Go check it out. And then I am plugging them in here because they do have affordable prices. Like I said, they have a lot of different brands to offer, not just Fluco. So yeah, go check them out. Super cool guy. His name is Mike. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they, they, they show me love or they show us love. We'll show them love. So, yeah, that's, right, that's right. what I got. Absolutely. You know? And then, of course, again, uh, guys from 40 and 20, Andrew and Everett, they're our friends. They actually just gave me a shout out in one of their latest episodes. They were talking about Pagani design, another controversial piece, right? Chinese right, right. watch, uh, imitation, submariner. They were talking about the Daytona uh, homage uh which pagani makes uh and Ooh, they were shit that's a badass
1: strap bruh
0: yeah Damn. oh sorry i'm like i didn't know you liked oh, pagani design that much but n- okay, okay. No, I'm,
1: <laughs> the strap. I'm i'm sorry
0: contain your excitement <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> save Damn. it for the
0: chinese watch special episode <laughs> Damn. Oh,
2: oh, yeah I, I, I saw your video i saw your video on that and checked out the uh the some of the straps they have over there too they're lovely they're oh, some they great are. colors
0: they they are. And you know what? I, I went for this blue, very, very blue color and I don't that know. That
2: looked amazing. That, I looked amazing that, on you really?
0: what, what? I'm very I'm, yeah, I'm it looked very really conservative. Nice. I'm I'm like super conservative when it comes to my colors. I don't I don't do anything crazy. Mm, the blue and the
2: gold. <laughs> Smashed it.
1: Yeah. I, I I find that I've been experimenting with different colors on and bands on my watches, you know what I'm saying? And I'm actually loving this shit, man.
0: It's fun. Right. It's fun. You know what? Right, you know. You know, some people give Kevin O'Leary, the Mr. Wonderful, so much crap for his red straps. But you know what? That's what makes him. And it's cool because it's like, hey, we know he has a watch, uh, a red watch band with a watch that should not have that. But you know what? It's his watch. And that's what he likes. And it's like, this is me, you know? And he
1: got a matching fucking pin, yo.
0: Oh, yeah. A matching (laughs) $30,000
1: pin. And $30,000 damn pen. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow. So, no, I, I thought, you know what? I'm like, look, I was going to go conservative. I was going to go with a nice either champagne color or with, like, a nice dark brown alligator, you know, kind of kind of looking strap. And, and mm. I'm like, I will. I will get that. But I like this blue. There's something about it that this this watch is just so subtle, right? I mean, it's yeah. a two-hander. It's gold. It's vintage. It's nothing crazy about it. But with this blue Strap on it, it just pops now. It's like, whoa, yeah, you took that simple looking watch to like a Steve Harvey level. Now I don't know, Mag, if you know who Steve Harvey is, but uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, he's a comedian here in the US and he wears some crazy suits, right? P, I mean, like yeah, yeah, loud suits. <laughs> so that's why in my yeah. uh, video, I said that this color was straight out of his closet because it's just loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, nice, that's hilarious. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, but you know yeah. what? If you it's Twenty. They have an eBay eBay store too. Holbein's uh, fine watch bands. If you just go mm. to eBay and, and look them up, or put Fluko, Fluco F L U C O F L U C O, um, this strap, this particular strap, ship less than thirty bucks. So it was like twenty five. Right. Oh, okay. And then you look at it, and you're like, "This is a good quality band." Yeah, maybe it's not to the quality of, 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 some other straps, but I mean, other straps are 80, a hundred, 150. I mean, um, more yeah, than And the rest. Is, yeah. 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 Like, like a uh, Hermes, right. I mean, and this is not, it doesn't compare to it, but Hermes is what, like five, 300, $400. I don't know. It's just like crazy expensive. And you're like, why would I pay that much money? I mean, maybe if I had a, a Patek leave, you know, I would definitely pay that kind of money because it goes with that, the caliber for sure of it, right you know but anyways that's that's kind of my plug and that's what i that's
2: At least, kind of but, yeah not nice uh but back to the uh the pagat the pagani uh yeah. I, you know no, it's a chinese watch and, and all of that and but you know i haven't got any issues with that um and i have to say for the money that is an amazing little watch oh yeah i mean they're giving a they're giving a lot of, they're giving a lot away for for that price point yeah um i i, I you know i have one um and uh, I was shocked by it. I really was. Even the bezel action, the way the movement feels. I mean, for the money, geez.
0: What do you have? You have the sub homage or the P.S. Yes. 1630
2: Yeah. Mil? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know everyone calls it the sub homage, but I actually think it's more of a sea dweller homage, the new sea dweller homage, the yeah. 43 mil, because they're both exactly. 43 mil. Yeah. You know, it, it, it reminds me more of that. When I hold them side by side, I think, oh, yeah, that is that is definitely what they're going for here.
0: It's crazy, Mm. isn't it? I mean, uh, I know P hasn't had a chance to check one out, and I've been telling him to check it out, but uh,
1: yeah, man. I'm
0: going to check one out again. uh, You you have to. I mean, look, people are hating on them for being Chinese, right? Like, oh, it's that. Don't judge it until you have it in your hands, because for $70 or $80, less than $100, (sighs) what they give you. Is this crazy? And it actually looks really nice because I, when I, the few times I wore it, I got compliments from people like, "Hey, nice watch." They don't care what the hell I have on my wrist; it just looks right. nice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, is it is it, it going to be worth a lot of money? No. Is it going to stop working? Maybe I would hope not because it has a Seiko NH35 movement in it. But hey, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you break the watch; the watch falls apart. You take that movement out. Get yourself a broken SKX online or something like that. You put that movement in. Yeah. And there you go. You know? So. Yeah. But anyways, guys. So, yeah, that's, that's our time. It's been yeah. a really fun episode. Mag, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks cool. for having me
2: on. Much appreciated, yeah. guys. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We, we oh, I fun. forgot
2: to say in the beginning as well, congratulations to Fred.
0: Yeah. Fred, we miss you if you're listening. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, when Fred comes back, we're going to get his take on this. We're going to ask him what his, uh, what his uh, favorite awesome. sports watch is. He's probably going to save Ashram.
1: <laughs> but
0: right. uh, anyways, Mag, where can people find you? Uh, what you can find me on
2: YouTube, uh, Daily Wrist Checker, and you can find me on Instagram, Daily Wrist Checker.
1: Yeah, absolutely, P. Yo, Rolf's Wrist Watch Love, all across the pond. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, everywhere, you know. Nice. Sounds good. I got a,
2: I got um, I got a video coming out. Uh, hopefully, I will have it finished edited today on the uh, the Omega Planet Ocean. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one to do. So I hope you guys catch that. All right. Oh yeah no, yeah, no doubt.
0: guys, go check him out. He he actually has a really cool video that I saw. You you compared two Rolexes, right? The fake versus the real. So right. no, GMT GMT two uh Mm -hmm. that was a fun video so go go check it out i mean you you did a fantastic job on there absolutely 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 like that appreciate that and congrats on your channel i know you don't have a lot of videos but you're working towards your goal and and you will definitely get there keep it up (coughs) uh and you're passionate at heart so that's that's the main thing as long as you stay passionate remain that way you will go very far my friend so Thanks,
1: Miguel. Appreciate yes. that, MP.
0: No, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I concur. I concur. <laughs> you concur. And then me, uh, <laughs> you, could, you could find me or, or Fred here. You could find Fred at Shaluso. Uh, so the Shaluso YouTube channel. Like we said, he had a thousand subscribers and find him at Shaluso uh, Instagram. That's S H A H L U S S O. So Shaluso. Go find him there. And then me, of course, Miguel. SoCal watch reviews across the board. So YouTube, Instagram, and of course this podcast. Uh, yeah. So yeah, everybody listening, uh, thank you so much for your support. We do appreciate it. Can't believe we're in uh, episode 22 already. This has been amazing, yeah. so, Mag. You're you're invited anytime if you have another topic and you know that you want to talk Great. about. Great stuff, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So everybody listening, as always, thank you so much and stay humble. Yeah.